everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro? It's the podcast where we're watching uh, the TV show Lost backwards from the last episode to the first episode with Chad. He's never seen Lost before. I've never seen Lost before we started recording this show. It, well, I mean, I you watched just it. watched it before we started recording this show. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. <laughs> and my name is AJ. I'm another one of your bros on the show, and tonight we're considering season four, episode ten, "Something Nice Back Home." So Juliet and Kate must work together to save Jack when his health is seriously compromised. Something goes wrong as Sawyer, Claire, Miles, and Aaron head back to the beach. Yeah, so it's a Jack episode. Yeah, heavy on the Jack this episode. I like this one. Usually when they start introducing a lot of the melodrama um, Mm -hmm. and the drama between the the will they won't they stuff, I kind of tune out. This one, they kind of give you a a healthy dose of it, but it was presented in a way that it was it was fun. It was okay, not fun. It was you know a lot of it was terrible, <laughs> no. but it was it was interesting to watch. Versus like when that stuff kind of comes on, I usually just tune out. Yeah, because I mean, with this one, we uh, we also got to see some of the uh, the love triangle part uh, part of the love quadrangle, I guess. But, <laughs> no, we said we guess we see all four corners, but in particular, I'm thinking of Juliet having to do the surgery on Jack, and then uh, at the end of the surgery when she's talking to Kate, it's like, oh yeah, Jack kissed me the other day, like out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was less. Well, I guess it was partially for Kate, more so for her, more so for Jack. I guess. Yeah, but I mean that that I guess monologue she gave was a real roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, Jack kissed me. It's like, yeah, burn, burn on you, Kate. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it read that way because she let it hang in the air for like a quick second before she finished up with the the rest of what she said, which is, yeah, I don't think he was into me. It was just him trying to prove that he was not in love with someone else. Wink. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, winking, the uh, this is another episode mm. that opens up with an eye. Yeah. So here's my question. So far, every time that we've had a show, an episode open up with an eye, mm-hmm. has it always been Jack's eye? I don't think so. Let's we've go gotten back. someone else's eye before. We've seen someone else's eye. I remember we've seen um, uh, Desmond's eye open mm-hmm. up maybe once sense. or twice yeah. on the show. Um, I, I don't know who else. It might have been... Uh, What's her name? The who? She was the leader of Jacob's bodyguards. I think we saw her oh, one time. Ilana. Yeah, Alana. I think we saw her eye. Maybe. Oh, yeah, when she was waking up in that Russian hospital. Yeah, I think. she was all bandaged up. Right, like mummified, yeah. mummy style. <laughs> mummy style, Alana. But I think uh, most of them have been Jack, though. I think it's. Yeah, I think he gets yeah. like the uh, he gets the lion's share of the uh, the extreme close up. Yeah, because he's yeah. got the prettiest eyes on the show. I think. <laughs> I totally oh, disagree. Really? I like Locke's eyes for the win. He likes Locke's eyes. He's got like he's got like dreamy eyes, man. Yeah, oh, I could fall in. I can fall into those forever. <laughs> dreamy eyes, <laughs> and he's he's got that big scar over one of them. That's yeah, pretty badass. Yeah, like hey, man, I enjoy my eyes with a nice scar. Yeah, yeah. Chicks dig scars. <laughs> so the lost camp. You think? Do you think Peter Skarsgård has a T-shirt that says? Chicks dig scars, and then he like wrote the ne- word guard next to it. He just wrote it in. Yeah, with yeah. The Sharpie. Him and his sons, even like the, the kid that played Pennywise, Pennywise the clown in this iteration of it. Chicks dig scars, guards. Scars guard? God damn it. Uh, yeah. Good yeah. old Stellan Skarsgård. Is that his name? Stellan Stellan's Skarsgård? Stellar skateboard. Stellar skateboard. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The, 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 it's. Interesting that the lost camp kind of devolves into this argument, or not yeah. even dissol- devolves, but they it, it opens up with this argument with uh, them and uh, I guess a couple of the freighter folk, which includes Daniel Faraday and Charlotte. 
Yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of whatever. Like, there's that argument going on, but there's a lot going on in the opening scene. It's just that, and then um, Jack is ill, and, yeah. you know, and, and there's all the stuff that's happening amongst his illness, uh, you know, where they just don't trust these people for good reason. Yeah. We know about them. But, yeah, I always... I always thought that was kind of strange how they handled that on the show because there's these different groupings coming together now. So now you have, I guess, people that were from that freighter and then you have people that were on the island. You know, they're, you know, so I don't know what what's, what that interaction would be. Yeah. We kind of see a little bit about that with Bernard and Rose and the rest of them. And it just, I don't know, that scene kind of fell flat to me. I was yeah. kinda, I could, I, I mean, we, we just know from what we've learned in later episodes that the people on the freighter, there were people on the freighter that were sent to kill everyone on the island, but... Mm. That wasn't everybody, because like it seems like like what Faraday was saying, like oh they're they're scientists, they're just there to help, they just want to be nice people. But like Kimi and his team, they were there to to kill some people. Oh yeah, Ben in particular, I think. Oh yeah, or at least get them back a lot. I don't. Yeah, I guess super murder team. Yeah. yeah, the SMT. The uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Kimi's group of guys are kind of interesting. We see a guy that's kind of like got a fucked up leg in this episode. Yeah, I guy. I think uh, Lapidus pointed out, I was like, oh man, that guy's messed up. Yeah, why but, is Lapidus bounding out of the woods like that? Yeah, it seems like because they asked him for the the kit, the first aid kit from the helicopter. So I guess their guy got he got attacked by something or someone or whatever, and they needed a first aid kit because a, a team of special forces soldiers did not think to pack a first aid kit <laughs> before going into combat. Yeah, yeah, that is that is kind of interesting. Seems yeah. legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of see well, at the open of this episode, we kind of see what life is like for for jack kate and aaron off mm. island this is after the oceanic six thing and you know they're back home and life is supposedly getting back to normal we have like jack reading bedtime stories and we know what what the deal is and i think the audience that is watching this regularly like from the beginning to the end knows that something terrible is going to happen because they know that there's that scene that happens um well we're I think they know that that Jack and Kate aren't together. I think, well, I don't know. I, I might be tipping our hand on what's what's coming up later. But but then, yeah, like uh, it's yeah, it's all that stuff that's yeah. happening. Well, but, we know that apparently in this episode, Jack he uh, proposes to Kate. She says yes. They're engaged. Um, they do not get married before <laughs> they return to the island. In fact, they're not together anymore at that point. So we know at some point their relationship ends it was torture to watch those yeah. scenes which was fun for me because like because <laughs> you just love watching people couples fight <laughs> i do it's it's kind of a sick perverted thing about me yeah. no i'm just kidding but like uh seriously it was yeah it was so it was kind of disturbing to watch a lot of those scenes because this is i'll put it to you guys mm-hmm. jack is running away from he ran away from the island he ran away from his responsibility he knows he has to go back so he's just doing all this random shit you know, to kind of fill up his time. It's kind of like we, we kind of mentioned it on one of the previous episodes where we can kind of bring up that analogy of, of Jack being like the prodigal son who mm-hmm. like squandered his time, you know, off island. And it's not a bad thing to want to be married and to start a family yeah. and to like raise raise up your you know your your son or your nephew that you can that you're raising as a son, whatever. But yeah. th- all those things in themselves aren't bad. But they're not right for Jack. And we can kind of see that. And I think everybody around him sees that too. The people mm-hmm. that he works with, including Kate, like they're kind of playing, they're going, they're going along with it. Like they're going through the motions of it. And so is Jack, but he knows that this isn't what he wants. He doesn't yeah. want to settle down and start a family. 
He doesn't want to continue with his life as normal because uh, he's just, none of this is fulfilling or or whatever. He knows that something is missing. So you think that when he decided to get, uh, you know, real, like, tell me, tell me who it was uh, (laughs) to Kate that it was a deliberate self-sabotage move? No. Sure. And yeah. It wasn't uh, just something about him and his issues. Yeah. This is. It, it kind of was. Re- was revealing a lot of, I guess, his own insecurity yeah. right, towards Kate, or you know, he kind of pushes it. Yeah. Cause she. She tells him, "Hey, you got to trust me." Yeah. Just leave it alone. This isn't about us. Just, just trust me. And he, he can't trust her. Yeah. To, with to have the secret, and this also goes in with his thing with uh, his surgery. Oh says, yeah. Oh, uh, Juliet, you're going to take my appendix out. That's cool. Um, Kate's going to hold a mirror, <laughs> and I'm going to talk you through how to take my appendix out, even though you've done this procedure a bunch of times. Right. And she, when uh, when he's freaking out from the pain when during the surgery, and she says, okay, we got to knock him out, Bernard, knock him out with the chloroform. It's uh, She even yells at him, like, you, you can't not be in control. Like, this is all it's about for him, was just the control. Oh, yeah. And it's the same sort of thing with Kate when he yells at Kate. Yeah. So he, he doesn't need to know this stuff, he really. Yeah, he just... Trust her, but he just has to know it just because of his own uh issues yeah Yeah, he doesn't need to know it he feels like uh he needs to be told everything yeah 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 we we find jack but yeah what you what you mentioned dave like that's that's just like this character uh jack shepherd he he kind of like this is what he reverted to this is his default you know to be in the control seat you know to be in the pilot seat and so he feels that you know he needs to be in control of everything yeah. and then we see those themes come out on island and off island or that stuff like how chad mentions it, it becomes as a sabotage for him like well he sabotages himself mm-hmm. but then it's mostly yeah and also at this point too we know that he's taking pills that he gets one of the um one of the doctors that he works with to write him a script for. Clonazepam? Yeah, that plus alcohol. So he's like, he's at this point, he's trying to numb out because, you know, she mentions though his his doctor friend, yeah. her name was Erica, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like She says, yeah, you know, when somebody gets married, it's supposed to be a good thing or, you know, it's supposed to de-stress you a little bit, yeah. not cause, not be the source of stress. Although I don't know. I think, yeah, that week that you do the uh, the engagement, like, yeah, that's that's a fun week. But then when you start planning the wedding and stuff, it's just getting real stressful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So like, that would be normal. Like, right. that would be normal if that were the case. He would be feeling stressed out and the stress is normal. But we know from how we're watching Jack uh-huh. unfold his whole thing is just it's not it's not normal and it's it's really like even that even that uh that proposal scene mm-hmm. i found that so disturbing <laughs> like it kind of like it, it's very upsetting yeah. like when you propose to someone you you love them you want to you want to you know you want to make the moment special yeah. he comes to her with this kind of like frantic <laughs> not even frantic but he just he seems very on edge and upset yeah. and he just tells her oh hey so you said that you saw me reading to Aaron. You said that I look like a natural. Do you mean it? She says, yeah. And he says, do you want to get married? So it's like he's trying so hard to shove these puzzle pieces yeah. together that he thinks should be put together. But he's trying to convince her to say yes in that moment, too. It's like, hey, hey, you, you just said I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Oh, so yeah. You shouldn't marry yeah, me. Yeah. So there's like a whole, there's you said a whole it. Yeah. layer of manipulation added on yeah. top of this because he's trying to convince himself. He's just convincing. Mm. He's trying so hard to convince himself that this is what his life should be or this is a good life. And it's I'm so happy that they had Hurley as the side character come and point that out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, it seems like a good life. It seems like a wonderful life. You come back, you 
you know, you're married, you have a family now, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're active. You're, you're a doctor still. So, like by all accounts, on the surface, Jack seems to have everything, all the trappings of what could be a satisfying life. Right. But that's not what he believes his purpose is. And so it, it's eating him alive that he's not accomplishing his true purpose. No. And also another thing we see in this episode, like uh, Rose and Bernard talk about how Jack getting sick on the day they're supposed to be getting rescued. That's a sign that maybe he's, uh, they jokingly say that he's uh, like offended the gods or whatever. But like, <laughs> right. Like maybe that is Jacob being like, oh, hey, you're not supposed to leave. I'm going to smite your appendix. Yeah. Fuck your appendix, yeah. dog. And when he gets back to the real world and he's, he's being happy and getting engaged and stuff. <laughs> Um, I think it's Jacob saying, oh, we're gonna, I'm going to send your dead father to come and haunt you oh. to kind of ruin it and make you start taking drugs and everything. Yeah, because we know that that can't be, that cannot be the smoke monster because right, the smoke can't monster leave can't island. leave. Yeah. So it's got to be Jacob or whatever. The do Has the show established that the <laughs> island does make choices oh, independent of Jacob? Yeah, so he's, he's really just the protector of the island is what they say. And then they also say, oh, the island needs you to do this and the island needs you to do that so maybe that's a whole separate character i mean it is kind of its own separate character but yeah so strange we didn't get the whispers though when um where where christian shepherd popped up in that lobby that that uh that hospital lobby or whatever which is kind of fun so like we get three iterations almost of of the christian shepherd character Mm, yeah we get the uh, smoke monster christian we get this the whispers ghost christian yeah and then we get the non-whispers christian that pops up too like i think it's it's been established right because it's he's popped up maybe at least one time before this where there was no whispers i can i think i remember something like that so whispers is actual christian uh no whispers is jacob christian maybe and yeah or uh, yeah Oh, uh, there's smoke, smoke monster. monster. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's pretty that's pretty it's pretty accurate yeah. in terms of like who's who. But yeah, that's so strange. Which is kind of cool because you get like this one actor gets the chance to play three different versions of the same guy. Yeah, he doesn't have to say anything most of the time. <laughs> yeah, which is I don't know, which is very bizarre. Was this episode the uh, the big reveal that uh, Claire is? Uh, Oh, Jack's sister, Jack's or at least sister. Yeah. Oh, because um, she. Yeah. Because I mean, she calls yeah. she calls Christian dad. Right. And then the scene immediately ends. Mm. So it's like, oh, maybe that was a surprise that they played. Oh. Uh, and it would add potentially dramatic irony mm. to uh, Jack's outburst yeah. of uh, your son. You're not even related to him, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. At the very least, we know that he doesn't. No, because... He seemed surprised when he gets told at the yeah. funeral. But I guess the funeral probably happened right after they got back. So I guess at this point he knows. Huh, yeah. It's weird. But we didn't know as an audience that he knew. Right. Because he didn't find out until the next episode. Yeah, they yeah. they did keep it kind of vague, which I guess that's that's part of whatever, you know. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, it is kind of interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, talking about Claire... There, uh, that that whole Claire story in this episode. It's, uh, it's her and it's Sawyer and it's Miles walking through the jungle. Yeah, we see those those yeah. three characters walking like they're a couple of hobbits and the golem. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's the golem? Miles, the baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking no, Claire the baby's would be, the ring. Yeah. So then, oh, the baby is the ring. Oh yeah. So that makes Miles the golem if he's trying to get the baby. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Sawyer keeps telling him to get stay away from her. He doesn't trust Miles at all. So that makes Sawyer the uh, 
the uh, the Rudy. Well, what is that guy's that the the yeah. Samwise Samwise mm-hmm. <laughs> or also known as Rudy. Rudy yeah. <laughs> so it's just uh, two hobbits and then that guy Rudy. Yeah. No, no, I just fucked yeah. up. I mean, the first thing that the Sawyer says is like, get away from her, donger. <laughs> yeah. smiles donger. And I don't know if that's racist. What? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's, that's something I don't want to put in my Google to try and see what it's a reference to. <laughs> that was uh, one of like Sawyer's least, like not as, you know. Clever. Clever. Uh, the nicknames for people. It's coming up with red and freckles and you're going to just throw out donger. <laughs> Like, uh, this is becoming like a Sesame Street. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been walking through the jungle all day. He's tired. (laughs) Yeah, he can't come up with his best, like, when he's dehydrated and they're trying to, like, stay alive. Like, like at some point, you know, like, sorry, he's just going to be like, ah, you be quiet, you silly person. (laughs) Your nickname is silly person from now on. Because you're a silly person. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty on the nose. And they, uh... They do come across the graves of Danielle and Carl. Yeah. The know. very, very shallow graves. Yeah. Those are, like, the shallowest of graves. It's like, why even bother burying them? <laughs> you're literally just going to put half an inch, not even half an inch of dirt. Like, their faces are still their showing. Their faces are super <laughs> exposed. So they dug enough of a hole to fit their bodies in there, so they're under the ground, but then not enough to, like, actually cover... Their bodies. Here's the weird thing about this show. There is constant death happening right. on this island. Constant murder. People are getting killed. And, like, there are mass graves and there are, like, shallow graves. And there are, like, people digging their own graves <laughs> in this series. But, like, I, okay, okay, I know. It's TV. Uh, so, I, whatever. But it's just, it's so funny that the whole time they're walking around their island, like, what the fuck is that smell? Like, there's nobody <laughs> commenting on, like, the smell of a shallow grave, dead-bodied nah, person. Sit in the jungle. Yeah, I just wait for a magical, you know, Maybe death there's a bunch here. of those uh, corpse flowers. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Flowers like are when everywhere. they bloom. Wait, t- wait let's, like let's go into people. this. Yeah. There, There's a flower where when it blooms, it smells like a rotting corpse. What? Yeah. There's one, like, two blocks from here. Oh, my God. And all my years on this planet, yeah. I'm not aware of corpse flowers. The Foster Botanical Gardens in downtown Honolulu has one. Oh, I want to smell it so bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> but not to be weird, just to be, a, you know, I want to know what that flower smells yeah. like. Just so you know what a dead body smells like. <laughs> exactly. Without having to go find a dead body. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to find, like, a shallow grave here on the island. Yeah. Those things might be here. <laughs> oh, we're getting into Creep Corner early. Ooh. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, we have, um... We have, speaking of Creep Corner, we have yeah. Daniel Faraday. Yeah. And he's been told, like, uh, he says, oh, I can... He volunteers to go and get the sutures. And you're like, oh, how do you know what these look like? I thought you were a physicist. He's yeah. like, yeah, but I did some animal autopsies. like... <laughs> You can't just breeze past that, yeah. buddy. Let's let's take a minute here. You did animal <laughs> autopsies? Can we talk about that, yeah. Mr. Physicist? Was it Oxford certified animal <laughs> autopsies or was it hanging out in your backyard yeah. just killed something? <laughs> yeah, did you did you pellet gun a cat or a small bird? Yeah. Yeah, so he can say that he did it when he was 16 and was going oh my god and he's like no i was i was 16 and and in the phd program at oxford it's okay <laughs> i was in the doctorate program yeah. uh just you know trying to finish make my way through i had to look at some rats brains well he does have that uh that time travel thing with those mice but that doesn't have anything to do with autopsies or animal autopsies well, i think 
he needs to do the autopsy to look at their brain. Oh, yeah. okay, perfect. They don't make little tiny cat scan machines for rats. <laughs> they don't. A rat they scan? Probably do. <laughs> yeah, they kept putting them in the cat scan machine and it would eat them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, feel free to edit that laugh. That was a bit too much of a cackle. Or maybe not, I don't know. I'm going to have to make it real long. <laughs> Uh, it's too much. Yeah, and when they get to the, they get to the uh, the medical station and open it up, and Charlotte's about to go in, and then and Daniel Faraday walks up to her and is like, "Oh, oh, let me go, let me go in first to make it safe." But like, he's uh, so creepy when he does it. <laughs> he's like the creepiest gentleman. Yeah. Like I can imagine him opening up doors for women and you know <laughs> pulling out seats. And please let me get that for yeah. you. Here, have a seat. So I want to make sure it's safe for you. I want to make sure it's safe for you. And also, I smelt that chair a little bit before you sat down. <laughs> Before you sat down. I, know. I just, you know, not a creep. That's also when we find out that Charlotte speaks Korean. <laughs> yeah. Who she does a terrible job at no. hiding the fact that she knows <laughs> Korean. Like, um, well, you know, we have to have the story move forward. But yeah. it's so funny because as soon as they speak in Korean, she kind of has like that knowing look. But she keeps on looking back at the yeah. two of them like, uh-huh, right? I yeah. gotcha. I know where you guys are, are at. And the thing is, like... She- you can tell when people are talking about you, even if it's not in a language you speak. What if she didn't speak Korean, but she just <laughs> had that inclination that yeah. they were talking about her? Yeah, and then Jin didn't know, but he's, he was certain that she knew what they were saying. So he started breaking Faraday's <laughs> fingers. breaking his fingers. Yeah, that would have been awesome. She's like, well, what the hell? Why, why is he doing this? I thought we were friends. We went out to the medical station together. Go get your wife. I said I need a translator. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been great if, like, she didn't speak Korean mm-hmm. and there's just a man breaking Daniel's <laughs> fingers in front of her, like... Just shouting at her in Korean. Yeah, what? Somebody stop this guy. We got the sutures <laughs> and all the other stuff on the list. I just remember the sutures, though. <laughs> My name is Charlotte. Nah. Yeah, so... That what? doesn't come into play ever again, does it? The, the fact, animal art talks? The fact that she speaks Korean? It came in right before she died, I think. Oh, yeah. Or That's right when she told Jin, like, this place is death or whatever. Right. Yeah. So like, but it doesn't really serve any real function yeah, on the show. Yeah, could have done it in English. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess they wanted to, I don't know. <laughs> She's supposed to be, what, a, a cultural anthropologist on the show? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. So like, let's get this straight. Her cultural, antro- her cultural anthropology or her anthropology thing of her like digging up bones and stuff requires her to know Korean? I think she learned it just because... She's that shows how smart she is. That she, oh, uh, she learns languages. I see. You know, and she uh, what is it? Polyglot or something? If you yeah, know more than two, right? Maybe I think just more than one. Yeah, if you're bilingual, it means you know two, and then if you know more than that, then you're a polyglot. I guess I think it just means more than one. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, like I think that's more common. Yeah. Like, but I think if you only speak two languages and you call yourself a polyglot, <laughs> you're an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, but yeah, it. it I think that's like common, maybe in not not common, but maybe more of a thing in Europe because yeah. all those countries are so close to each yeah. other. Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to. I wouldn't think like British that. and Korean. Like, oh, those two <laughs> go hand in hand. Like, if you know British, you know Korean. Yeah. If you know Korean, you know you know British, the language of, of British guys. Yeah, well, it's like people from Hong Kong. They uh, speak Chinese and also English, but like British English. So when uh-huh. they speak English, it's with an English accent, but uh-huh. they're they're Chinese. It's... When they say color, they add a U to yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. Uh, yeah. Do you do you ever think that like uh, British like advertising or anything like mm. that is like we can't spell such and such word without you? <laughs> <laughs> and Americans are like, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, we'll show you how. Yeah. You just drop the U. It's color, not color. Yeah, you I fucks. think uh, 
in England, like improv shows or impro, as they call it over there. Like they would say, oh, yeah, there's no humor without you. I mean, you know, <laughs> say that that probably has happened. That's great. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> if somebody had coined that previously, yeah, hats off to you. Yeah. Also, when uh, when they go out into the jungle to go to the medical station and they don't they don't really trust them, the, the two freighter people. Charlotte and Faraday. And then Faraday's like, hey, Charlotte, it's your bad attitude. That's why they don't trust us. And <laughs> Juliet says, no, okay, fine. Go do this and then we'll trust you. And she gives the the gun to Jen. And it's like, okay, if they try to run, shoot him in the leg. Right. But as we know, Jen, at this point, his English isn't too good. Yeah. So I like to imagine whenever people talk to him, he only gets like some of what they're saying. Yeah. So he might have just been like, okay, run out there and shoot him. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I like, imagine he felt. Yeah, he just, they go out there. He was like, at some point, I'm supposed to shoot you in the leg. Yeah. But I want you to get my wife off of this <laughs> island first. So we'll see what we can yeah. do. Um, going back to what we were talking about a little earlier, you were mentioning about um, uh, Rose and Bernard, who were yeah. they're just kind of discussing Jack's situation. Like, nobody gets sick on this island. You know, it's kind of weird that he gets sick right before we're supposed to leave. And then on top of that, like she just says, yeah, this island is a place where you don't get sick, but you get better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys make anything of that? Well, I know you might, but. Yeah. I think I know exactly what they're talking so... about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. We can, we can move past that because we kind of already know what, yeah. what's going on there. But um, Are you guys being like extra vague on purpose because you saw me just wake up? <laughs> um, no, we were actually going super deep yeah. into the lore. We of wanted the show. to go to back to sleep so we know that when we were really vague, you stopped paying attention. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. uh, you haven't snored into the microphone in a while, so it's it's not always obvious to the listeners when you're asleep. I, I absolutely have not snored into the microphone, but I have hit my face on it several <laughs> times tonight. <laughs> Like, it's just uh, a very quiet... Thump. This is, like, a, a nice return to basics for our, yeah. for our podcast. It's not a good podcast unless <laughs> Chad falls asleep and, and panics himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, like I'm starting to go in and I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> yeah. we're podcasting. <laughs> I need to talk about uh, Lost. Eyeballs. The- yeah, eyeballs. <laughs> that would be great if, if it was a live show. Yeah. Like, come watch Chad sleep a little bit. I think if this were, if this were a, uh, a video podcast... Every time you wake up, it would just be a sh- close-up shot of your eye. <laughs> I think if this was a live video stream, it would just become a drinking ja- game. Like, every time Chad, like, falls into the yeah. mic, you mm-hmm. have to take a shot. Every time Chad shakes himself awake or tries to reposition the microphone to uh, <laughs> stay awake, just take a long, slow drink. <laughs> yeah. Just take a nice pull on that, uh, whatever you're drinking. Yeah. Drink uh, the official drink of our show, which is uh, Dharma beer. Yeah. So get your Dharma beer. Huh? Yeah. Chad, drink that water right in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make drinking sounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you've stumbled upon our uh, one of our gas leak episodes. Yeah. It's fine. It, it is. Uh, it's a very hot and humid day today. Yeah. It's oh, very yeah. foggy. Out. It's very foggy. Like, yeah. So we're not getting 100% oxygen to our brains no, to no. begin with. Yeah, and for 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 our listeners, let's. I mean, a lot of you that listen to the show probably know us and know what's going on here on the island. But every so often, we have vog, volcanic smog that yeah. rolls into town and it fucks everybody's shit up. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, like your allergies and your you know your sinuses and your breathing gets kind of fucked yeah, up. Yeah, so it's if all humid and stuffy everywhere. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the hum the humidity and the stuffiness are not necessarily the vog byproducts. Mm. 
uh, the Vogue just sits there because the trade winds stop. Oh, yeah. And that's the reason why we're all hot and sticky right now. Yeah. Not mm. because this was such a great episode that we're all, ooh, <laughs> hot yeah. and sticky. Yeah. You hear that, people? We're hot yeah. and sticky. We did see Jack with his shirt off, though. <laughs> yes, we did. And we saw his stomach getting shaved. Yeah. yeah. All and sexy like. <laughs> and we saw that spreader come in. And yeah. Just... We saw his bloody slit. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm not happy that I said that. <laughs> I am. God, that... that... That <laughs> someone needed to say it. <laughs> Seriously. Well, if we can't, if we can't, honestly, if we three can't honestly as friends talk about uh, bloody Jack's, slits, Jack's bloody slit. <laughs> what are we even doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, okay, maybe we can, we can talk about this <laughs> for a little bit. That scene where Jack goes and visits Hurley. Oh, yeah. At, uh, Man, oh, man, I love that. That was a fun <laughs> scene. It was great because Jorge Garcia does such, yeah. I love him on the show. He's like one of my favorites. He plays the, the disturbed so well. Yeah. It's very, it's kind of nuanced. It's not straight up like, it's not yelling, I'm, I'm a crazy dude yeah. or anything like that. But it was so, it was so interesting. And I thought it was so great that he kind of mentions that he had a message from Charlie and they don't show Charlie. I thought it was right. so much more effective <laughs> that they didn't show him in the yeah. scene. Like, it was kind of creepy. Like, this whole episode was really disturbing and yeah. creepy. Like, with the denial that Jack is going through, I don't know, man. This episode made me feel some kind of way. <laughs> Yeah, man, Jorge Garcia does a great job in this one of being real creepy. The crazy, creepy, crazy guy that you go to see in the mental institution. Really playing that up because, uh, as we know, he's a, he's a master of horror. Yeah, he's yeah. got a, a haunted house now on the island. I forget what it's called. Are, are we gonna put in a commercial for? Yeah, that? we're gonna do a plug for that. <laughs> go, go to Jorge Garcia's Night of Terror. I don't think that's what it's, it's like called. a mummy haunted house something. or something. Just Google Jorge Garcia and haunted house if you are. As you can on see, Oahu as you can see, you guys, October. we were totally up yeah. on our stuff here. Hurley's Haunted House. <laughs> yes. That's not what it's called. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of neat to see that where he says, he, he just like, he um, pretty much spelled out the theory that everybody's been speculating at for four seasons at this point, that the island is a purgatory. They're all dead. And no. he just kind of like, I think that's some of the lost writers and producers <laughs> just fucking with people. I'm like, yeah, we'll just, we'll come right out and say it. And, um. And uh, we'll have it come from the perspective of Hurley, who is in a mental institution. So, you know, you still have this vague of like, so what, are they all dead? Like, it's going to turn out to be that they're all dead and, you know, whatever. But Yeah. And I think they uh, they did had to do that as the writing team was like, oh, yeah, we have to have Hurley mention the fact that, oh, hey, we're all dead. We never made it off the island. <laughs> and then it projected, like, no, that's crazy. So yeah. We can just kill all those rumors right they now. They do such a good job at <laughs> subverting some of those plot points, yeah. like, where they're just like, just, like, other shows would go through great pains to, like, not, you know, to skirt around these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be a source of irritation for, like, the people that are watching it. Right. It's like, all right, are we really not going to talk about them leaving the island? Could it, you know, could it be that they're all dead and nobody got off the island? Right. And then, boom, they just drop it in an episode. But the crazy guy says it, and you're, you're just like, oh, shit, okay. Well, and that, I don't know, I think that's part of what makes the show great, because it's just this, almost like this masterful magic trick where you don't see the sleight of hand. Right. You know, or, like, they, they do throw it, like, oh, yeah, maybe it's purgatory, maybe it's not, and you're just like, oh, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What am I supposed to believe here? Yeah, so they will just have the, the crazy guy say it, and then we can... Have everyone go, okay, that must be, because he's crazy. Yeah. Except that every single thing else that he says in this scene, totally true. Yeah. So, <laughs> what are we yeah. supposed to believe? Yeah, it's 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 a lot. 
And he gives that he gives that note to Jack, and it says, uh, "You're not supposed to raise him." Mm. And then Jack's like, "No, no, no whatever. That's no, not. I can't breathe anything." And and Harley's like, "Oh, what do you, what do you think that means? You think that it's about Aaron?" Jack doesn't answer because he knows it's not about Aaron. It's about his bastard son David. He knows he's not <laughs> supposed to raise him, and he doesn't. The one that the one doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. <laughs> That's what he keeps telling himself, and then he's <laughs> surprised by it when he gets to the afterlife. But his mom is Juliet. We've been over this. His mom is Juliet Burke. Hey, he kissed her, and that's that's how it happens. Oh yeah, like uh, okay. Let's let's <laughs> let's posit this. Jack kissed Juliet. Yeah, so I put a baby in her. Right. Angels went and told some storks. <laughs> Those storks came to Juliet off island yeah. when she made it off, probably. No, she never made it off. Oh, she, she never did. She make went it back off. in time to the seventies. Oh, like a did. week later. Then either had the baby or didn't wow what if she had the baby in the 70s yeah and this baby that was conceived in 2000 whatever was born in <laughs> 1970s it's probably the same age as jack yeah, or yeah. around the same age. the same age as uh baby baby miles yeah yeah how old how old is miles supposed to be in the show anyway because he seems he reads to me like late 20s early 30s yeah because i was it was he was born when they were there in the 70s and that was a 30 year difference right so there you go yeah, I hope I didn't like swallow yeah. my water. Is it's got a lot of, lot of gray hair for a 30-year-old Asian man. <laughs> it's all those piercings. Yeah. It's a lot of lead poisoning. <laughs> just aged him terribly. But um, we get that we that scene, I don't know if we want to return to it, but like yeah. the, that scene with uh, Juliet and um, Kate where she says, or she kind of says, yeah, he kissed me, but it was just to kind of prove to himself that he wasn't in love with someone else. And then um, Kate gives her that sincere, genuine sounding thank you. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then also that was a subtext that, like, yeah, thanks, I needed to know if Jack loved me or not. And then also, you know, then it then just went to the, the straight nuts and bolts of it. And she says, yeah, thanks for saving his life or whatever. Yeah. To which she doesn't respond. She just kind of, like, says nothing yeah. to that. So it's something that doctors do. Yeah. They just don't respond. Yeah, or if you say, thank you for saving my life, it's weird to say you're welcome. <laughs> it's weird to be like, no problem. I was the god of your body for a little while. Yeah. I was deciding whether you live or die, and uh, you're pretty much just, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. You're good. I mean, like, uh, also a thing that happens with, uh, with like, uh, people in the military, like service members and stuff. Mm. And I was in uh, active duty in the Air Force, and one time I had parked my car out on the street, so I went out to get it in the morning, and I was in uniform, and like a homeless guy, like on my way out to my car, I was like, thank you for your service. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> I, uh, thank, thank you for thanking me. It's weird to say you're welcome to that. And it's, <laughs> yeah, what is the do. response for, for those that If serve. it was a homeless guy, I feel like he could have said, hey, thank you for yours. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of homeless vets out there. <laughs> we uh, need to take care, better care of our vets, really America. Do. Yeah. 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 Okay, back to my nap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the uh, that was one of the five times that, or the fifteen times that that Chad is gonna wake from his nap. Yeah. He just he just wakes up to talk about his political uh, <laughs> views. That's uh, no, perfect. Like, um, there's a lot of lying going on in this episode, yeah. specifically between um, Jack and Kate off island. I noticed, which is, I don't know, maybe maybe we don't have to necessarily deem it as lying. Maybe it could just be, you know, whatever. You're withholding the truth, still kind mm. of lying. Um, but she's not trusting Jack with whatever information that she has, which is the thing she has to do for for Sawyer. And Jack is not trusting her with his real feelings. Say like, yo, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel fulfilled yeah. in my life. I keep seeing my dead dad. Yeah. After Hurley told me he was, yeah, someone was going to come visit me. Yeah, I went to go see Hurley last week. Like, there's a crazy breakdown in communication yeah. between these two, and and this is. This is all like 
this is all the quiet before the storm, you right. know? Like, this is all the building up before this big blowout that they have and, and they're no longer a, a couple. But yeah. it all it's all preceded by, like, everything's fine. Let's get married. Everything is going to be okay as long as we can just keep on hopping from, you know, one thing to the next thing like we're supposed to do. So they just... I, it's kind of fun because maybe you can even think about it in terms of, like, in life, a lot of times people just... They do what they do, but I don't know if they, they're mindful of it or if they're thinking about the actions that they're taking. Like, sure, you want to have a job and a house and a kid and a wife and all this stuff, but why? Like, have you ever asked yourself why uh, or whatever? And maybe maybe that's putting too much of my own stuff on the show, mm-hmm. but it seems like, you know, there's room for that in this episode because yeah. that's something that's not terribly uncommon and it's relatable for some mm-hmm. where like people are going through the motions of what they think a good life is, but really they have no idea what they want or they're afraid to communicate that to yeah. to themselves or to those that are close to them and they end up pushing everybody away. And we see that in Jack and in Kate because she pushes Jack away by not being honest with him. Like, he could have let it go, and she could have just kept it a secret. Right. And that, you know, but then they would have had more of the same. It would have just been a more of of an an inevitable building to, like, this this big fight. Yeah, because I think if Kate, if they had a healthier relationship, Kate would have just been like, oh, hey, I have to do this thing Sawyer asked me to do for him. Um, I'm going to go do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, cheating on you or anything. It's our friend who... We probably think is dead. We want yeah. to make go do this thing. And yeah, he did uh, jump out of a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, he, right before I, the island disappeared. I would think that. I mean, you know, whatever the show is, but yeah, I would think that would grant Sawyer maybe a little bit of leeway with everybody. Like yeah. he sacrificed his salvation, you know, for us to have it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, let me go do this thing for him. But like that's not communicated, and uh, Kate's just like, he wouldn't want me to tell you about yeah. this. And that's fair. Like, yeah. it was a personal thing that he asked her to go do. Sure. But the way Jack reacted, too, when he was like, oh, he made his choice. <laughs> yeah. He chose to stay. Yeah. Like, he's mad at him for, oh, yeah, no, he jumped out of a helicopter so that we could survive. Yeah, you're mad at him for a selfless act, <laughs> which is kind of just shows you where Jack is at, because yeah. he's high on pills and drunk and whatever, and it's just, it's all that stuff, um, and, and things that he can't he can't be honest with himself, basically. Uh-huh. And it's just a show that just happens a lot in this show. Or a lot of the characters can't be honest with the decisions that they've made or the feelings that they have. So they just end up hurting themselves and the people around them. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's definitely something that we'll see as the, uh, as the show goes on and there's less you know, action related to all the stuff that we, we've seen. Like, you know, there's time travel and there's, well, we got this kind of war thing happening between Jacob and the smoke monster and stuff. Like, the earlier seasons are a lot more character-centric and about their relationships with each other. And oftentimes, the drama of those episodes are people not being completely honest with each other about stuff. And that's what causes the drama. Yeah. And it's kind of frustrating to watch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A lot of it could easily be solved with the, hey, what's going on with you? Well, let me tell you what's going on with me. And then, like, and then that. But I I don't know. That that would make for... It would be be frustrating to see it. Well, it's frustrating sometimes to see it the way we see it. But it would be so boring to just see everybody just, like... (laughs) Health. Well, well, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe you could find a way around it, but it would be so boring to watch people like just calmly hash out their problems. Yeah. I'm gonna go over here and do this thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, sweet. I'm gonna go and be a doctor now. Totally fine with my life. Not taking pills or anything. Not seeing my dead dad. Uh-huh. And if I did, I'll tell you about it. The power of communication. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so breakdown in communication makes for great TV. Uh-huh. I think that's the toolbox that like a lot of the lost writers are working out of. 
I guess overall it's, it's fine. Yeah. Alternate theme song for the show Lost Communication Breakdown by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Someone wants to do like an ukulele cover of that. We'll make that the theme song to our show. Please. Maybe. Yeah. Send it to us. Yeah. We'll totally use it. Yeah. 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 The trial. They mention Ooh, the trial. Jack's trial. Yeah. Or yeah. I believe it's Jack's trial. Right. That is something that I have not heard about yeah. up until this episode. Well, what do you think the trial could be about? Uh, malpractice. Mm-hmm. Medical malpractice. That's a good, that's a yeah. really, really good guess. I think uh-huh. he, would have, he would have been at least acquitted or something because he's still a practicing doctor in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Because I, I, I read that as the trial, meaning the trial that uh well you know what yeah that doesn't scan because i was going to say like the trial they have with the oceanic airlines but they never goes to trial because they end up settling yeah they court. settle on that yeah so yeah so what is so what is that trial uh, like oh. i i i believe in, like what what chad mentioned yeah. that it's like a malpractice yeah jack can't get it together yeah yeah so yeah. oh that's right because don't we see something in one of the episodes that we've already seen where like somebody says like you can't be here you're suspended yeah i think or that something. was dr erica Oh, is that her? I think it was. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I wonder. You know what's interesting is, like, in that scene where he asked her to write him a prescription for, you know, whatever pills, mm-hmm. um, he he's just he just saw his dad call out to him in the lobby. Right. And, um, and I think that was the straw that broke him because, <laughs> like, he's dealing with all this stuff that he's not talking about to yeah. anybody. And he's not – he's refusing to acknowledge it, period. So – He's dealing with these feelings of like, I'm a, well, I don't know if he's dealing with the feelings I'm a fraud, but like he's thinking in terms of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. (laughs) I'm supposed to be on some island somewhere handling that. But like, um, he's dealing with that and he's raising, um, Aaron and he's got this relationship with Kate that's, that's like simmering and almost about to hit this tumultuous point. So he's in a really bad space. And like the then like when he sees his father, like he starts to tear up and cry, and he's holding on to that smoke detector, and he's telling Erica, like, "I thought I'd change out the the batteries," and it, like you gotta crying. see like those tears starting to yeah. well up. But the doctor is like very professional and very like, and she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't uh, she doesn't inquire about his mental state. She yeah. says, well, she kind of does, but then she sees that he's really upset, right. and her reaction to it is is basically. Thank you for keeping us safe. That's right. what she tells him when he's like changing. But she says that the way you talk to a crazy person. Yeah. Does she? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you're right. Like yeah. it does seem like that. Yeah. That was not a friendly like, oh, thank you. Thank you for keeping us. It wasn't like a thank you for your service. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was a thanks for doing that thing that doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's another thing. That's another <laughs> exercise of jack's control on the world around him like i can't i have to have complete control of everything including all the things that enter into like my audio senses (laughs) which is this failing smoke detector yeah but you know what the world would be a better place (laughs) if everyone that heard a smoke detector beeping immediately went and changed the battery and maybe cried about it for a little bit had a moment but yeah yeah you're right (laughs) the world would be a better place with like (laughs) less beeping smoke detectors. but i just i don't know what is your guys' reaction when, um, and I know this is different for everybody. Beeping smoke detectors make me angry. <laughs> okay, that's exactly, that's exactly my, my point of view. Yeah. I hate beeping smoke detectors. But seriously, Lily, what is your reaction if you, if someone came up to you and they're just incredibly upset, mm. maybe there's tears welling up in their eyes and you're just like, oh, oh okay. Well, what do you guys normally tend to do in situations yeah. like that? 
Internally or externally? Oh, yeah. Just as it's unfolding. Externally, what's Because internally is, oh, God, 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 what the fuck is going on? it makes you feel stressed. Yeah. 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 I see. Uh, I don't I don't want to be there. I don't want to have to deal with this. I would like to hope that that would become someone else's job. Right. But externally, it's just like, okay, I'm pretty monotone. I don't have yeah. a whole lot of expressions. So I might not be someone who people are like, oh, Chad empathizes. He <laughs> understands what it's like. But I can just be like, I'm going to be a steady and mostly silent presence. Yeah. Ah. For to help you, I will be your rock if being a rock means that I don't really have to do anything right. other than have you talk at me. I see. Uh, you know, that's I like that because then, you, you know, a lot of times in that situation when people are so overwhelmed, they just they want they just kind of want to like get it out sometimes or, or whatever. And then in those instances, even just to have a listening ear is, is something mm. that people really, really appreciate, I yeah. guess, in retrospect, when they look back after, like, oh, fuck, I was really freaking out that day <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. What about you, Dave? What are you doing? In those yeah, um, I'm very similar to that. And, like, definitely try to stay calm and try to keep the other person calm because I don't want anything bad to happen mm. and then have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think my so. response is around the same. Like, I just, I'll, I'll try and be a, a little empathetic, but also just kind of want to, you know, yeah, just let them speak or let them speak on what's happening. But, but yeah, we don't want to see this with that doctor. And that's, and that's totally fine because that's not what that doctor is there for. Like right. Erica is there to put in her, you know, her time as a doctor or whatever. And she just, but yeah, like she just was not, she wasn't in the, that, that headspace or I don't know if headspace is the right word, but she just, she wasn't willing to engage with uh, right. Jack on that, that level. She kind of kept it very professional and, and very like plain. Yeah. And that's, that's how some people react. And, I, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing or a wrong thing. Right. I just think that, you know, it's just, it's so strange because, you know, humans are humans and humans are kind of human no matter right. what. So if you're having like this crisis or like uh, this emotional crisis or this breakdown, it's like it's going to show one way or the other. And in this case, Jack starts to crack and it just happens that the breaking point happens at work, which sucks. Because, I don't know, I don't know if that's happened to me, but uh, I remember, like, getting some really bad news. Like, somebody may be passing away, and then, like, I'm at work, you know what I mean? So, you mm-hmm. have to, like, kind of not, you know, just try not to bring that to work. I don't know if that's right. the right way to say it. But then, like, um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah, like, when emotions take hold, like, it's kind of hard to, like, shove those off in certain points. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of interesting because that was an interesting scene. The doctor is just very much, like, all right, you have a good one. Keep on yeah. keeping on. And I think that was fine. It was just the part where he asked her to write him a prescription. And she does. Yeah. Like, And I think it was like more so that she just wanted to get out of there. Right. So she's like, here, take your fucking pills. Like, I got like, I got stuff to do. Yeah. Fuck out of here with your drug seeking. <laughs> that's all you wanted. You didn't have to climb up and pull the battery out of the detector. You just ask. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now. Like, well, <laughs> we keep on saying that for this episode, but there's there's a lot happening with, yeah. with Jack's character on the show. And he's just, yeah, he's like, he's pulling out like smoke detector batteries. He's crying about his dad sitting in the lobby and then he's asking for pills. Like, it's, I wonder if this was like Erica's first mm. dalliance with like, uh, with Jack in this state because he's normally like, you know, Captain captain i got this yeah and i think there's also another thing that influences her reactions probably the fact that like oh yeah this is the guy that was stuck on an island for three months (laughs) 
he's got to have some kind of PTSD type stuff going on. So how does that work? Cry sometimes. Yeah. Mm. How does that work as as a doctor? Like you go through a super traumatic experience like that, and right. you're definitely gonna have like PTSD, or you would imagine that you would. Yeah, you would expect that. Yeah, like. I don't know. It's, it's interesting returning to that kind of profession because you have people's lives in your hand. Like, I wonder how long, like, the medical board had to, like, well, okay, you're back, but we're going to kind of, like, watch you a little yeah. bit so that you don't, like, freak out on your first day back. We have yeah. to, like, cut somebody's spine <laughs> open and then, like, the blood just triggers some weird memory and you start to, like, scream and throw scalpels yeah. and shit. I mean, they had to run him through, like, a simulator. Yeah. <laughs> a few times. They made him play the game Surgeon Simulator. Yeah. They made him play, like, Operation from, like, <laughs> the uh, the old the old operation game yeah and you're like all right you didn't freak out when you like removed the wishbone or adam's <laughs> apple so we're fine i also wonder if surgeons are good at that game <laughs> i wonder i wonder if that's like the first like foray where like little <laughs> kids are like i think i'm really good at this yeah i should become a surgeon <laughs> all right i think it's time to start wrapping up um, oh I'm thank god do a quick uh not creep corner but easter egg corner <laughs> and then we'll get chad's um predictions for next week's episode um not, sure. not a lot of easter eggs um that smoke alarm beeping, that beeping sound we will hear in a different context throughout the uh, show. Oh. I'm not playing this the first time we've heard it now. That's a beeping we'll hear later. Okay. And um, we, get, uh, we get to see Judy Chamness, my favorite extra on the beach in the first scene. One of the original 33. Yeah, one of the original mentioned. 33. That's so cool. Yeah, that's, that's so neat. That's kind of nice to, to see that. Yeah. So I want to see her in the background. So, Got the anchor. I, know. I might cut this out, but I did find her on Facebook. She doesn't live in Hawaii. Oh. So I feel weird. Trying to like reach out to her and say, "Oh, you're my favorite extra from Lost." <laughs> be on my, my podcast? I don't yeah. Know. Would you want to be on my podcast? Also, is she on Twitter? Because that's Ooh. less weird. Yeah, let me see if she's on Twitter. Oh yeah. What's her name? Judy Chamness. Uh, I, yeah, the anchor seems like a good nickname for that. Judy the anchor Chamness. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah. Next week's episode. Next week's episode is going to be season four, episode nine, and the episode is entitled "The Shape of Things to Come." Ooh. The shape of things to come. Okay, so first off, I think that it's going to be in the same format as the one that we just watched, mm. where uh, it's going to be layered with uh, things that are going on in the quote unquote present, mm-hmm. and a flashback to uh, the events of the island that happened during this this uh, this season. Mm. So. On the island in the shapes of things to come, uh, it is going to be an episode that's focused on Sawyer trying to get uh, Claire back from wherever it is that she uh, was. Yeah. And uh, on the... Oh, they can't do uh, one that's back and forth flashbacks if it's Sawyer focused because oh yeah Sawyer's future is in the past. Right. Oh. Yeah, so I guess for the rest of the season... When we try to figure out what the uh, the flash, I don't know, flash forwards are, mm-hmm. um, there's a limited number of characters that I can focus on, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's true. So if you had to pick one for next yeah. week, who would it be? Oh, sorry. I fell asleep again. <laughs> if you had to pick a character for next week who, uh, uh, who, they, who they're Kate, doing a flashback. Kate, it's going to be Kate. It's be Kate episode? It's going to be a Kate episode. Kate's yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'll be nice if, if we get a chance to see Kate centric. Yeah. No, no, it can't be Kate because she just this was our Jack. this was our Kate episode because she was peripheral to Jack's story. Mm-hmm. So uh, who else came forward in time? Uh, there. I think we just had a Hurley episode. Kate no, we just did. Hurley. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, uh, 
What's his name? Saeed? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's actually missing from this Saeed. episode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so is Locke missing from this episode. Yeah, too. I don't know where Locke is, but I... Maybe uh, oh, yeah. this is going to be uh, Saeed hunting down uh, Ben's enemies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that uh, Saeed, the uh, international assassin, yeah. off-screen, off-island thing. But that was kind of fun. Saeed is a pretty, pretty good badass for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so uh, time for plugs. Sure. So, yeah. Chad, if we wanted to come find you, how can we come find you on the internet? Yeah, well, you could find me in bed soon. Uh, yeah. You'd uh, be in your bed, lucky listener. Just tweet <laughs> at Chad underscore Wago with uh, your uh, your age, sex, and location, and he may end up in your bed uh-huh. tonight. Uh, yeah. Especially if your bed has air conditioning. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, I'm AJ. You can find me on Twitter at anevis 3 um, oh, I'm sorry. I almost cut you off there, Chad. We didn't, we didn't mention negative one. Oh, did I cut you off in the middle of your plug? Uh, I think I cut, I cut well, off Dave who cut you off. Oh, that's right. I cut you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My website's uh, negative1.net. I sleep in a twin bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dave, where can we go find yeah, you? You can at? find me at DKJ Comedy on Twitter. Um, that's just for basically just for pictures of ice cream. But uh, if you want to see anything else that I'm doing, that's awesome. It's generally going to be on our show's Twitter, yeah. at WhatBroPod. Yeah, find us at WhatBroPod, even where we have uh, Instagram. WhatBroPod yeah. Instagram, on Instagram. So yeah, find we're, us. On, uh, we're on uh, Facebook, too. we got a Facebook page. Give yeah. that a like. Um, yeah. If you want to see me in person, I'm doing a little performing. I'll be at the uh, Hawaii Sketch Comedy Festival on Sunday, October. Yeah, yeah come and check that out. It's going to be Sunday, October... 22nd. Sunday, October 22nd, folks. Wait, weren't you just looking at September? Yeah, but there's the calendar has the year at the bottom. By oh, month. okay. Yeah. Or Tell I did us. the math off of what the last day of September was. That was the two. quickest math. Yeah. Like, if that was me, I would have <laughs> just, like, ran, landed on a random Thursday. Yeah. Come find me Sunday on a Thursday at October 23rd. Yeah, so October 22nd, uh, Arts and Marks Garage is part of the Hawaii Sketch Comedy Festival. Been uh, writing some sketches with a nice group of people, local uh, writers here. So that'll be fun to do. Um, we have a Kickstarter out there. Just go to Kickstarter and search for Hawaii Sketch Comedy Festival and donate some money to that because it's a really cool thing. Not a lot of uh, cities have their own sketch comedy festival, I feel like. For sure. And so it's cool that we get to have one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's super cool that uh, you're going to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. So please come and check that out, folks. You get a chance to see the uh, great David K. Jones. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I think that's another uh, another episode in the can. Oh, thank you everybody for listening. By the way, we yeah, always uh, thank you guys. Yeah. We appreciate it. We listening. we do uh, thank you guys greatly for listening. Thank you for putting up with all of our uh, foolishness. <laughs> uh, I apologize to all of you listeners out there uh, for uh, falling asleep on you yet again. <laughs> I I enjoy doing this show, and I don't want you to think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chad is saying that at the same time he is. Uh, I'm looking at his notepad and it's just a bunch of angry scribbles that he's scribbled so hard that he's actually torn through the page and it just says the words "fuck" and the words "lost." Yeah, but it says "fuck" like F U C and then the K just kind of drags down the end of the page because he fell asleep in the middle of writing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, "Lost" is just uh, what's written on every page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got you got one of those "lost" branded uh, notebooks they give out to the crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I guess that'll do it for us here. So please um, come find us on the interwebs. Yeah. Come get at us and um, tell everybody about the show. Rate and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and everywhere else yeah. this podcast is available. And if you're listening to this on the day that 
it drops. Um, the Hawaii or the the official Lost uh, conventions happening right now on Oahu. Um, we didn't know about that until a couple of days ago, so we will not be part of it. But if you are attending that, good good for you. If you're attending it, that's like, awesome. Let us know about it. Yeah, like tweet at us. Maybe send us a picture or something. Because we don't know what what's gonna be like because we missed the registration for it. <laughs> There's no at the door. Uh, I don't think so. Because a lot of it's like tours and things. Oh, okay. Uh, go to the sets and stuff that they shot at. Cool. Maybe yeah. next year. Yeah, next year. Maybe next year. So yeah, if you if you are part of that, um, let us know and we'll uh, try to help you out with it the best that we can. But if you're not part of it, go go to it. Yeah, you guys, go to it. Go to it. Like go to it. Like you're going towards the light. Yeah, get up in that light. Go to it light. like someone gave you a go to command. <laughs> <laughs> go to it like you're at the, your command DOS prompt. Yeah. Your CMDS. Just pull that up. Uh-huh. IP config backslash <laughs> C colon slash dir. I, I, I need to know what's on this drive. Yeah. <laughs> Just everything on the C drive. Okay, everybody, that's, that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost!